Okay. A lot of people have been asking me about ambition lately. I totally understand why. In the aughts, I was the poster girl for ambition, right? On the surface, this young, overachieving editor-in-chief, killing it at work and seemingly living the high life with the requisite house in the Hamptons, fancy car, New York Times headlines, seat at the Met Ball. I had two assistants. One was a full-time assistant just to answer reader letters, most often asking, how can I get to where you are? To which I had crafted a detailed game plan to do exactly what I did to get to where I was in my career. Nothing left out. And perhaps you got one of those letters and followed the game plan. And if so, hi again. (laughs) And I'm sorry I steeped you in hustle culture so early. Really. I'm sorry. Well, we know where that level of ambition got me, right? Burnt the fuck out. But I must give my younger self a little credit. I did subconsciously recognize what was happening in real time. There were a few weeks at Cosmo Girl that I had my other assistant block out from 2 to 4 p.m. on my schedule every afternoon. My intention was that I would use that time to nap on my couch, look at international magazines, or just do whatever the hell I needed to shake myself out like a blanket. It was a great concept in theory, and I'm sure I did try to nap once or twice, but I was just too activated in my cheetah print carpeted office to get the rest I was needing. So it just morphed into a time when I could do additional work uninterrupted. I tried again at 17. This time, I would work from home in the morning until after lunch. I think my first meeting at the office would be at like 2 p.m. I wasn't necessarily sleeping in or anything, but I was giving myself a sensory break. I appreciated reading and editing without the constant dinging and ringing of my computer and phone lines and the frequent, hey, just a quick question, pop-ins. I'm sure many of you are enjoying this aspect of work from home life. Sensory rest is a real thing. I thought this was my own little private struggle. It was certainly nothing I said out loud. But at one point when my top team and I first arrived at 17, New York Post's page six reported that my assistant sent out a breezy memo. And this was all unbeknownst to me, by the way to 17's existing staffers with a list of how to best work with the TUSA rules. Honestly, I never read the memo, but I sort of remember cringy tidbits like they shouldn't look me in the eye if they were passing me in the hallway. I had never said that to anyone, ever. But had she felt that from me? My total and complete overwhelm? She wasn't wrong about my unspoken comfort zone, but for sure it was jarring reading it in black and white. Welcome to my burnout, friend. Even a friendly or hopeful glance felt too much. Here's what ambition looks like for me these days. I had a big deadline to hit by 2.30 p.m. yesterday. It required a lot of heavy lifting, but the delicate kind. My words had to be on point. It wasn't grunt work, it was artistry, and it required the very best of me by 2.30 p.m. (laughs) So after I dropped off my children at school, I did my daily meditation, 
and then I took a nap. A 75-minute deep and delicious nap with this 25-pound weighted blanket pulled up to my neck. Sounds like procrastination, right? But no, I'm going to reframe it for you. This is precisely what I was trying to do while I was working, but it was just so far out in left field, deep in the heart of Hustle County, that I kept giving up. What I did yesterday was I resourced myself. My work required a lot of precision, focus, and connection with my highest self. The only way I would get my best and most concentrated output would be by giving myself some really yummy input. It's the in-breath to the out-breath. That's something I was craving when I was working, but I just didn't have the language to describe it. All I did was expect myself to perform. Output, output, output. Those attempts at resourcing were well-intended. I knew I was hungry for some kind of input, some kind of rest or respite but I didn't quite understand that output needs input. Well, wait, let me rephrase that because it's not actually required. I mean, you can give and give and give, right? I mean, raise your hand if you give and give and give in relationships, at work, even sexually. We are so programmed to give. But it's just not sustainable long-term, and it certainly doesn't result in our best work. Today, I truly recognize the importance of receiving on all fronts. So the invitation is to notice how we set up our days. And many of you now work from home, so you're avoiding many of my old traps. But I'm talking to you when I say taking a social media break is not rest or input. It's as much output as work, if not more, because it's so loaded. I may think I'm doing something resourcing for me personally because I see my friends' faces, but actually, it's just another stage to perform on. It's exhausting and total energetic junk food we feed on in the face of work burnout. For me, resourcing is doing whatever my body needs in the moment. It could be an ill-timed nap. And yes, I said ill-timed. Because when I need it, I need it. And I may need to cancel a meeting to get it. It could be 30 minutes with my foam roller. For sure, it's meditation every day no matter what. Because it's as important as brushing my teeth. I don't kiss anyone in the morning until I brush my teeth. I no longer do life without meditating. Also for me, time connecting with my two best friends, either in nature or just a phone chat, is really important. Real talk. And the key is these are not the things I do, quote unquote, when I have time. These are the things I do before I have time for anything else. It's the morning pee, shower, and toothbrushing for my inner life. I have friends who say they just can't because of work or family obligations. My response, if you got hit by a car today, you would be out of work for weeks. Your office and family would figure it out. With this orientation, you may not be able to do as much. It's true. You may not be a captain of the universe, correct. 
Is that what success looks like today? We all know that if you work around the clock, you will be successful professionally. That's a very simple equation. I learned that myself. But is that really success? Having everything on the outside, but dead on the inside? We are the creators of our own realities. If we allow other people to dictate when we get fed, we often subsist on scraps. So decide what you need and take it. It might be a nap, a walk, a workout. It might be an 8.30 a.m. phone date with your best friend before you start your day. That's what I do with mine. Hey, Kay. (laughs) Decide what nourishes you and insist on it. That's what the big life looks like to me today correction it's what it feels like make your life feel juicy and delicious after all that's striving and achieving my big takeaway is that if it doesn't feel good it ain't good and what you do to resource and oh i love when i make these fucking mistakes but i'm not Today, resourcing myself looks like not re-recording this. (laughs) So my question to you is, what do you do to resource yourself to make every day feel good? Our chats here continue to be a place that feels good to me. It was back then too, and some things never change. Always so grateful to walk this path with you. Here for you 24-7 as always. Atatusa, atatusa.com.